You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Pause on the Play is a podcast designed to get you thinking and being differently having conversations to break down the hard things and get you into action, bringing the diversity of diversity, imperfect allyship, company culture, and imposter syndrome into the conversation in a way that you can listen to and hear yourself being a part of it because you're not being talked at because these conversations are a part of your imperfect action. It's the entire point. And to make sure that we can continue to bring you this value and make sure that everyone else that wants and needs to hear us can find us. I would love for you to show us some love over on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and review, and share with a friend. Give some fuel to the podcast engine so we can keep the dialogue going. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here, where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may have been unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. So this is actually going to be the third installment within this kind of series that's talking about community guidelines and um, well, this actual episode will be talking about community guidelines, but going into, um, what company culture kind of is when you're breaking it down and what some of those components are. So when I work with people and we're actually working on what your, um, kind of company culture is, there's a number of things that go into it. And these are three of the things that I feel like maybe aren't always as kind of easily understood what it is in a tangible way. Like you can hear the term and say, yeah, yeah, I know what that is. But I felt like it was important to really break it down. And so we started off with Samantha Brooks of Train to Thrive Wellness. And we talked about what was the inclusivity that actually goes into an inclusivity statement. Last week, I spoke with uh, Cher Hill of uh, Ginkgo uh, PR. And we talked about what it is to really step into who you serve and why and how it's something that really does matter, how it's something that when you're not clear on it and you're not really sure of what it actually looks like, yeah, it doesn't work out so well. And so I wanted to wrap it up this week and we're going to dig into community guidelines. And I have with me Morgan Hamill. Morgan has been working with me for a few months now. And when she came to me, I mean, she's the type of client that 
I mean, she was ready to go. Like she, she knew the impact she wanted to make and she had done a lot of the work and the research and really kind of had those pieces that go into it. And so for me, it was me coming in with her and partnering on creating this, this kind of set of guidelines, almost, you know, these pieces of this culture that really support what um, her brand, the garment stands for. And the garment's there to help connect women and responsible brands. It's really there to connect people who are interested in owning fewer, better pieces and the companies who make them. But it's not just about clothes, it's the community and what really goes into that. And, you know, so if you're someone that's a minimalist, if you are familiar with like the concept of or have a capsule wardrobe, and you're just someone that's like, I don't want to keep buying things that are going to fill a landfill, things that just don't last or just kind of feeding the machine of constant consumption. Morgan created the garment for people like you and her entire goal in working with me was to make sure that with the new evolution that it's stepping into, which the, as of uh, the time that you're hearing this, the new uh, website should be live, which would be amazing. Um, you're actually going to be able to really kind of see a little bit more of what it actually is to see community guidelines going into action, seeing community guidelines being something that's happening, something that isn't just written again in stash somewhere. Uh, company culture and any of the pieces of it, community guidelines included, are not things that are meant to just kind of be typed out and then you're done with it. It is a part of action. And this is a great example of what this looks like in action. So listen in as we talk a little bit more about the process and what it really means to Morgan and the garment. So enjoy. So community guidelines is something that I talk about, and it's a part of a kind of a bigger component of company culture. And what I want to do to kind of give some additional context around it is to really, again, talk with someone that I think is doing an amazing job with it. And I'm going to start by letting Morgan introduce herself to the Pause on the Play community. Go ahead and tell everyone who you are. Hi, everyone. Nice to virtually meet you. Um, my name is Morgan Hamill, and I lead a community of people um, who are interested in living a fuller and more vibrant life by owning fewer, better, responsibly made things. So The Garment is a company that exists to connect people uh, with one another and also with responsible brands. And uh, we, my favorite part of the, the work that we do is actually connecting people to one another, um, people who care about these things um, and connecting them in that. And I feel really excited to be, to be doing this work and to be um, working with people like you, Erica, and, and sharing um, our work with the world. Oh, I, uh, you are a client that I, I'm always like, yes, because like <laughs> what you do is it's something that it, it, it aligns with my values, but I see how it's such, um, it's, it's such an integral part of a much bigger uh, concept. And it's, it's, it's something that I really enjoy digging into it because it it is about a, a larger thing and something that's bigger than self and being able to just see how many people this really impacts. And just to give everyone a little bit of context, um, Morgan is a one-to-one -one client with me. And part of what we do 
is really just kind of digging into where they are and just making sure that the values and what matters to them and what the garment really stands for and lives by is being integrated into the things that they do. And the community guidelines is a great, a very prominent example of some of the work that we do together. So I'd actually like for you to kind of tell everyone, Morgan, what the community guidelines really mean for the garment and how you serve your community. Sure. So the community guidelines are something that um, we have developed in preparation for the launch of our new space um, called the Garment Collective, which is a space that our community members are going to be able to come together in and um, hang out and do our responsible fashion work and learning. Um, And what I realized in terms of the creation of this space is that it's really important um, for us to have a really strong governance structure behind it so that everybody who's in the new space knows, first of all, what it is. Um, Second of all, the core values that um, guide our behavior there. And then also some really clear action statements of um, what how, how we are, how we behave within the space so that it's really clear um, if someone does something, whether or not it is in line with those guidelines or not. Um, and so that's basically the, um, the idea behind the community guidelines is to have something that we can point our community members to in terms of this is how we operate um, and also something that um, you know, me and the leadership team at our company have in order to, that we can look to, to kind of say like, okay, is this in line with what this space is for or not? And then um, kind of take steps if, if necessary. So you mentioned something important and it was kind of these almost um, checkpoints of, you know, is this aligned and does this kind of, you know, does it make sense? Does it work? Does it go with everything else? What are some of those kinds of checkpoints that are a part of what became your company guidelines and your community guidelines. Yeah. So I'll, I'll absolutely share some of the key things that we, um, that we share in terms of these behavior statements that we have in our community guidelines. Um, And I think what's really important to know is that this isn't something that we just made up. (laughs) The Mm -hmm. guidelines that we have are really an actual genuine reflection of our community. So back in November, we did we put out a survey to our people um, and we had 990 people fill out our survey, um, which to be honest, um, I mean, it blew us away. It's, that's, it's a lot of people <laughs> who took the time to um, complete our survey and provide not just yes, no answers, but really robust feedback in terms of what they've seen, um, in terms of what the garment is and, and what they want to see in terms of, um, you know, guidelines and, and documentation of what this place is. And one of the questions that we uh, asked people was um, around what uh, their top statement or idea or suggestion was for what would make the new space that we're developing feel uh, safe and inclusive and inspiring. And 
so we asked those that question and we just got back the most beautiful wonderful um responses and we basically then codified all of those responses into our community guidelines so um you know some of the things for example that um that we have within our guidelines are things like um we take an active role in upholding our values and these guidelines. So we made a decision not to have a formal moderator uh, in our community because we believe that um, really strong communities can be uh, self-governing, at least these types of communities, and um, that with, with strong community guidelines and strong leadership and the right governance structure in place, that this is something that really all of us within the space can hold one another uh, accountable for. So the first of all, I do not want it to be glossed over that you had just shy, like a hair shy <laughs> of a thousand people that wanted to share with you how they felt and why, you know, and not only like what they felt, but why they felt that way. Mm -hmm. And you got really full answers. And I think sometimes when people will get feedback surveys or um, just any type of surveys in general, they kind of will get the, well, I mean, it's fine. Mm -hmm. You got really in-depth comments back mm -hmm. that, had keywords that would pop up and this is what I want. And I think that there's something very valuable in having an entire community of people that as a whole were willing to ask for what they wanted and to advocate for that. And that speaks to the type of culture that you have created and cultivated in your space. And for that, I mean, I definitely want you to you know, really to, to, to see and to just kind of receive for a moment that mm. that's an amazing thing to create. And it's not an easy thing to do. Thank you for that, Erica. And I would, what I would say about that is, um, you know, that's something that I, I received as a gift from, from a mentor of mine. I mean, not the whole thing, but the, the um, ability to create permission in a room <laughs> Uh, mm -hmm. is something that I learned in when I used to do, uh, I worked in uh, the ethics office of a large corporation for 11 years, and I facilitated all of our ethics workshops with new employees. And at the beginning of doing them, I was terrified and was terrible at it, to be honest. And um, over the years, I had one, my boss was an amazing woman and strong uh, leader and mentor, and she taught me how to create permission in a room, um, in a actual room. And I have since basically translated the skills that I learned from her in a real room into the virtual room of Instagram, <laughs> which is um, what kind of this, the same things that I do in order to create community. So I, I attribute it to her. And I think, you know, the, the, the things that we can do to create genuine community online are things that um, uh, something that I would love to like pass along to people because I think it's um, really important, especially now. You really are creating a, a very powerful example of, of what this can look like in a, in a beautifully expansive way. So, you know, this is just one of the reasons why I'm extremely grateful mm -hmm. to know you and to be in a position that you, you know, trust me to be able to support you. Mm -hmm. And with that, I mean, I would love to 
know a little bit about, you know, from getting all of these amazing responses to these surveys, being able to actually take all of this data and information and kind of put it in a way that it's um, without watering it down, but distilling it to a place that it can actually become usable and actionable. Because that's a lot of information mm-hmm. to just say, I'm going, I'm going to take 990 responses and figure out what to do with it. But to then compile that in um, into something that's actionable mm-hmm. and how that then translated into more of what your community guidelines look like now to support your your launch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say one of the things that was really neat for me is I think like all of us have so much um expertise and knowledge that we have gained through like various things that we've done in our lives. (laughs) And sometimes we don't really realize how those things are preparing us for whatever the thing is that we're doing now. Um, But as I mentioned, I worked in the ethics office of a big corporation. And one of the things that I did there was um, wrote and managed the project of uh, developing our company code of conduct. And the process that I used there was actually the same process that I replicated for the garment, which was effectively share the bigger vision and the mission, uh, invite stakeholders into the fold in terms of inviting and asking for genuine feedback about how we want this place to operate. Um, and then pulling from those responses, and we had we certainly had support with this. We didn't do it alone. Um, pulling from those responses, um, key words, as you say, core values, things that felt like they, um, you know, reflect genuinely who the garment is. Uh, and then also behavior statements. Um, and so those are things that I think for anybody who is developing um community guidelines, it's a very simple way of um, sort of codifying what it is that, that how it is that we want people to um, be in our space. And so, for example, I'll just give, um, give a, an example of one of our like behavior statements, which is we ask curious questions. Um, and then I think it's important as sort of a subset to have a description of what that really looks like. So at ours for curious questions is at the garment, we celebrate curiosity and want people to feel that they can ask vulnerable questions about sensitive topics. As a community, we create a space where these questions are welcomed by responding to curious questions in an open and welcoming way. And so that's something that, I mean, that came, that was buried in in all of those 990 responses, but we were able to pull that out and codify it in a really simple way so that people know what that looks like. Um, And over the, you know, now that we have the space, we intend to sort of show examples of, I think that's really important as well as once the community guidelines is something that's sort of alive in that people will be continuing to live that out and demonstrate that within a community space and to continue to demonstrate and show examples of where people are really doing that well is something that will help people continue to know what it looks like to um, to exhibit those those statements. And, and you mentioned something that I think is important because I think that community guidelines also are there to not only show how you support your community um, and how well you support them, but also the um, kind of this kind of role where you are both a part of this conduit 
and it keeping it actually running because mm-hmm. it doesn't run if the people that are within the community don't feel as though they are a part of co-creating this, if they don't feel as though their voice is actually there. And part of what I was fortunate enough to be able to support you with in the services that um, you received with me, it was really laying out some of the ways that people are co-creating this space and really laying out, you know, who is, who is welcome, why these things matter, and mm-hmm. what that particular piece when it came to um, diversity and inclusivity and how that showed up. Like, how was it for you really bringing that to the forefront? Because that was an in- extremely important thing to you to really see that plainly stated in mm-hmm. what you're creating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for that, Erica. And I think, you know, part of what Part of why I felt it was important to have so many stakeholders involved in the creation of the guidelines, not only the community members who are diverse um, themselves, but also other people who are actually creating and sort of going through, sifting through all of those responses and codifying them, was because it is really important, I think, that when people are doing this work, it is a reflection of the true diversity of the space that they have or want to create. Um, and so the beautiful thing about having you, Erica, um, support us with this, and I think the the amazing and, and to be honest, unique in my, in my interactions um, experience with the type of coaching that you offer is that you truly do welcome imperfect allies. Um, and part of my fear of getting support with this was like, what if I'm doing it imperfectly? What if I mess it up? And um, I felt working with you, I, I hope that you always felt that you could kind of call me on my bullshit and, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, call me when and, and help me see things that I might not be seeing and all of those things. But I was never afraid to ask. And I think that's something that is so important in this space and is really when brands and and people who are creating cultures um, have a place where they can ask those curious questions, uh, that's what's going to help us um, move in the right direction. And you, you listened if I ever brought something to you and you were always very gracious with it. And on the flip side, I always came to you in a way that was, you know, respectful and considerate Mm -hmm. and was never taking away from you because I will say at the heart of everything that we did, it was always, you know, a hundred percent crystal clear to me what your intentions were and what you really wanted things to be. So that was never lost. And Mm -hmm. that's where I think a lot of people get nervous and, and afraid of really stepping into that because it's like, well, I know that this is what I want it to be, but I don't know if that's how it's going to translate. And, you know, I, people, I think are more afraid of making the mistakes than they are of the actual number of mistakes that they make. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, it, it really was not ever a concern of like, she doesn't quite get it or <laughs> she doesn't understand. No, you, mm-hmm. you did. And you came to the table really wanting to create something that made it so that everyone understood that this wasn't something that, yeah, you can come in and we'll take your money and you can be in this space. You created a space with everything that is a part of your community guidelines. It was created to actually include 
these individuals and what mattered to them and why they chose to be a part of the garment. And it, it really was there and it was very obvious. And for that, I think that's why, you know, again, you really showcase why community guidelines are just such an important thing. And there's so much more than what, you know, a simplified definition can, mm-hmm. can really, you know, really is uh, for them. Like it's, it's, a, it's this big expansive thing and it's, it, it was amazing. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Or kind of think like it's, it's, it is kind of easy to, if we view these things as like a policy and something like we have to have that we better have it so we can tell people what they can do inside of here and what they can't. And we'll toss them out if they don't do what mm-hmm. we say. If we view it as simply as that, I mean, first of all, it, feels terrible to work on not exciting not engaging um but we miss out on a huge opportunity to genuinely connect with our people um and also i think to differentiate ourselves as a as a company and as a brand um i think you know there are so many products and services these days that in many ways um are not that uh different from the next product or service And I think that community guidelines and the way in which um, we as entrepreneurs do like the how of our business is actually the thing that uh, will differentiate us uh, in this new marketplace. And especially now. (laughs) I could not agree more. And again, I'm just honored to have been able to be a contributor to, Mm. to something as amazing and impactful as the garment that you are creating. And because of that, I need you to make sure that you tell everybody where they can find the garment and to learn more about joining, because of course you want to join. Why would you (laughs) not want to be in? Do it. (laughs) Thank you for that, Erica. So uh, you can find us at thegarment.ca online and on Instagram at thegarmentlife. Uh, and that's where we'll be hanging out. You'll be able to see, read about our new uh, The Garment Collective space, which is our new space. Um, and one of the first things you'll get to see when you come in is our community guidelines. So we would love to welcome you. Uh, if you have any questions at all, feel free to drop us a DM, send us an email, and uh, we we hope to connect with you. With Erica, you too have built uh, an amazing community, and I just want to Uh, Before we close, thank you for your amazing work. Um, It's been a delight to work with you on the guidelines. And uh, as you know, we're just getting started. So look forward to continuing. Exactly. Same. I I love working with you and I am so excited to continue that. Mm -hmm. And thank you for joining me. Mm -hmm. Take care. This episode gave you a peek into what conversation is like with me that can support you in the changes that you want to make. Whether you are adjusting your company culture, creating inclusive hiring frameworks, or looking to begin the process of integrating your business with inclusive and equitable actions, I can help. My Ask All The Things one-to-one coaching package brings us together to collaborate on creating a game plan to get you to your goals. And I said collaborate because these are your goals. I am here to support you not make you do what it is that I want you to do. This is for you. I give you tangible actions and steps to take combined with energetic check-ins to make sure you don't burn out along the way. You also get accountability support between your calls to keep you on track. 
I am here to partner with you as you make shit happen. Visit ericacorday.com forward slash services today to learn more. If you enjoyed this podcast, show us some love by subscribing, share with a friend, or come on over and leave us a review. You know that reviews are the fuel to keep the podcast engine going. Let's get more people dropping the veil, challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. As always, we love being here and creating the bridge for you to walk over to become the change that you want to see. So join us next time. And until then, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?